Yep, you could just put your plan away because God's got a better plan. Hi, my name is Ella Rose and you're listening to the Joy of Sunflowers podcast where we talk about real raw stories and experiences in pregnancy loss and infertility. Hey, Kristen, welcome to the Joy of Sunflowers. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, Please introduce yourself a little bit more. Hey, I'm Kristen. I am 33 from Louisiana. I teach fourth grade. I'm married. I have a four-year-old and I'm just here to just share a little bit about my journey Um, as far as pregnancy loss. It's not always an easy thing to talk about, but I think it's important that we talk about it and that other women know that they're not alone. So let's dive in from the beginning. Did you always know you wanted to have kids or was it something that you sort of grew into? I did. From the moment I got married, my husband and I, we, we wanted to have kids, but we were in ministry for years. We worked with victims coming out of human trafficking. So while we were doing that, we kind of postponed having children. And we were married for eight years before we had our first child. So we had Noah. It was so exciting. You get that positive pregnancy test and, you know, your first pregnancy, you just kind of assume, I mean, there's a little bit of nerves, but you just assume everything's going to go beautifully and everything went beautifully. We had this beautiful baby boy. So whenever I had, I guess we would call it secondary infertility after I had Noah, you know, it's been nothing but complications since then. And so the first loss I had Of course, when I had that positive pregnancy test, I was like ecstatic, not even thinking, you know, this could be a loss. And so when that actually ended up being an ectopic pregnancy, and that was absolutely devastating on top of, you know, ectopics are also life threatening. So it was also very, it was a very scary time. And then we've had a loss since then. So we've had two losses. It's just been quite a journey since having Noah. It's always really shocking. I've got three kids and I had them first and then I had two losses and I was like, what? This happens? What is this? Yeah. And you don't think it's you, right? You hear about it, but yeah. Yeah. And I think it's just because you're like, well, it works. I did the same things. I didn't do anything different. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So with your first loss with the ectopic, how did that play out? Like, did they find it straight away? Did it take a while? It, I'm telling you, I feel like God totally intervened in that and saved possibly my life, but saved my future fertility. Because what happened was I didn't have any suspicion of pregnancy. I had a dream one night that I was pregnant. I thought God was just telling me that I was pregnant. And so I was just like, well, this is odd. Let me just go get a pregnancy test. I didn't have any symptoms. I really just thought I was taking the pregnancy test on a whim. So when the test came back positive, I was like, wow, that confirmed that my dream, I believe was from the Lord. A couple of days later, I started bleeding. But if I wouldn't have had that dream and I wouldn't have taken the pregnancy test, I would have thought that I was just starting my period and I would have gone on or forward with an ectopic pregnancy that would have 
eventually ruptured my tube and caused future fertility problems. So I look back on that and I just see the hand of God, you know, God just protecting me. And at first I was like, Lord, why would you give me that dream and then take my baby away? It just didn't make any sense to me until I found out that it was ectopic. Because at first they didn't diagnose it as ectopic, but they ended up diagnosing it as ectopic because my HCG levels just would not go down. And so it just kept on rising and rising. Then they saw it in my tube. So that's how it ended up getting diagnosed. But at first it was just diagnosed as a regular miscarriage. Right. So, so they didn't even they didn't like do an ultrasound or anything. They were just like, oh, well, you're bleeding, which means you're, you're losing it. Yeah. Well, they did an ultrasound. They didn't see anything. And then I guess whatever it was, you know, the baby in my tubes was growing. So my HCG kept going. So then they did another ultrasound and they saw one of my tubes was like enlarged. I mean, I'm not a medical person. So, but they saw it, they ended up seeing that my tubes were swollen and enlarged and that that's where the pregnancy had landed. So with the next miscarriage, I'm guessing that that wasn't an ectopic, was it? It was just like a it was just, yes, it was just a regular pregnancy loss. That was my most recent one. So, and that was really hard because we had started trying again. And then it was confirmed that my HCG was rising. Everything seemed to be fine. But, you know, the anxiety after you've had a pregnancy loss, the anxiety that you get whenever you first get another pregnancy test is you know, so I was terrified. I was checking myself for blood constantly. And then when I started actually bleeding, it was like my worst nightmare just had came to pass. So, um, but that actually, so my ectopic took place on Christmas day. And then my miscarriage <laughs> took place on my son's birthday. So it was like, even the timing of, you know, these days that are supposed to be so special, just the timing of it was just devastating. Yeah. So on top of the loss, you know, it being on, you know, significant days, it was just crazy. Yeah. How did the ectopic play out in the hospital? Because obviously, I mean, they have to remove it, right? Or did they give you some kind of pill or injection? So because they found it early enough, and that's what, if my tubes would have ruptured, I would have had to have a surgery. But my tubes never ruptured. And so they were able to, I took two, meth. I had to take two methotrexate shots, which is like the same thing as what cancer patients take and it cleared out everything. So I did not. And that's another thing that I thank the Lord for was um, that I had the heads up that I was pregnant. So they were able to treat it early enough to where nothing ruptured or anything like that. So yeah, I had a similar experience with a dream. I had a dream and then I tested and I tested positive for a pregnancy. And then, yeah, about a week later I started bleeding and I was like, Oh my gosh, like, and it was on my birthday. Yeah. And, you know, I just have to believe that it's an injustice and that the Lord will restore everything that the enemy has stolen. And so I just believe that God's promises are yes and amen and that there's restoration and that at the end of this all, you know, this isn't our permanent home. So just knowing that we have heavenly babies, you know, <laughs> you know that gives me peace, too. So yeah, yeah and that you know he he makes good of bad like the bad that happens yeah. you know and then just the compassion that you have 
for women walking through the same thing. If a woman tells me that they are having a miscarriage, I'm going to cry with her. You know, I'm going to love her in a way that I wouldn't have been able to love her had I not walked through this as well. I am appreciative that God has put that in my heart to be able to to love women who have walked through the same heartache because it's not easy and it's not something you'd wish on you'd wish on anyone so no. yeah how have you dealt with the emotional impact and the physical impact as well you know it's so What's so funny, because whenever I had my pregnancy loss, one of the biggest things that you have to overcome is you get on social media and social media is such a highlight reel. And you see, you know, women our age, all you see is pregnancy everywhere, but everybody's having a baby. And it seems so easy for some people. And so it is so easy to in your heart, not that you're not happy for people, but that, okay, God, well, what about me? And you just can kind of start just, I don't want to say pity party, but just kind of like, God, hello, what about me? You know, why, why has this been such a difficult road for me, but it's so easy for everyone else. And one of the things that the Lord told me was to support and cheer on and not to miss the baby showers. And I know that that's not easy for everybody, but one of the ways I've gotten through it is to, is celebrating with other people in their pregnancy. And I know that sounds so crazy, but that's one of the things that the Lord told me, like you celebrate pregnancy because your time is coming. The thing that I didn't want to do is the thing that has helped me like cheering on other women being happy for other women is like kind of the thing that has got me through this. And it sounds crazy because I was like, God, I don't want to go to the baby showers and I don't want to be happy for people. (laughs) But the Lord told me, Kristen, buy the gift, go to the shower, cheer on other people because your time is coming. And that's, I'm standing in faith. And I think, you know, we wait differently when we know that the Lord has good things in store for us. That's beautiful. I think you're, you're right. If you're not sure of where things are going to go and you don't have those promises in your mind, like you do feel like, I can't hope, I can't deal with that. When you do have it in your mind, it does. It makes it a lot easier. Like just knowing that the babies are in heaven, like that that for me has been a big thing to, to help mm-hmm. me through loss because I'm like, well, I'm going to meet them one day, you know, and that that is something that has really comforted me. I mean, at first I was like, but why are they there and not here? Like, couldn't they be here first? You know, this isn't our home. You know, it's a whole different way of thinking. So, yep, our babies are home. Yeah, that is a completely different way of thinking. I haven't actually thought of it like that, like their home. Yes. In heaven. Yeah. I know my son was like, yeah, the baby would be happy with Jesus in heaven. But like. Yeah, I hadn't really thought about it as home, but that's a good way of thinking about it if you're a Christian. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how people do it without heaven. I just... Or without, yeah, without faith. You know, I just can't imagine. And nobody talks about how just the whole experience of losing a pregnancy. I mean, it's just, it's completely traumatic. It is traumatizing. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And until you walk through it, you don't, people just don't know. I think faith is what you have to have to have hope for the future. Because one of the biggest emotions that I face whenever I had my second pregnancy loss, you know, we have this idea of I'm going to have all my babies in my mid-20s, you know, 
And my life hasn't fell into the the timeline of what I thought it would be. But, you know, God's timing is so different than our timing. And one of the things that we have to hold on to is hope. When we have a pregnancy loss, the biggest thing that I had to grasp, and I was just looking for hope because there's all these fears that kind of come into your mind. Well, what if I never have a successful pregnancy? What if I get to be 40 and I still haven't had a successful pregnancy? And you just, you have all these fears and things that try to bombard you. I think faith is where you can anchor yourself in hope and you have to have hope. Like hope has to be your anchor to get through this. Yeah. I mean, uh, some something I have noticed when I talk to different women, hope is a big deal in terms of mindset. If there's no hope in the mindset, they do struggle a lot more and they require, you know, a lot more of them, their, their strength and their inner strength. And it can be really complicated and hard because, I mean, to be honest, I don't think we have the strength to get through a lot of the stuff we get through. I think we lean on God to get through what we get through. We're like, give me strength, you know, and even people who aren't aren't Christian will be like, God, give me strength. Just like flippantly, like I know that before I came to faith, I said stuff like that. Yeah. I feel like he does. He he gives you strength if you ask for it. He might not answer every prayer in the way you want him to when you're like, you know, save my baby and you still lose the baby. But in terms of strength, you ask for that. I feel like you get it. I asked for strength. I was like, please help me get through this. Like, please help me be okay for my kids. And I got out of that headspace, not quickly, but like I felt okay at the end. I'd cried. I'd done everything. And then doing this event has been so beautiful and so therapeutic that, yeah, I, I just, I thank God for this opportunity to do this. Yes, it's it's awesome because, yeah, it's something that I feel like for so long, I don't know what it is. And I feel like lately women have been more open about pregnancy loss. But for a long time, women just didn't talk about it. And it was almost something that was kind of kept secretive. And And I think that, you know, if I was to experience another loss, would I be open about it? And I think that's to every woman's discretion. Obviously, if you want to share, if you don't want to share. Uh, But no matter what, I think women need to know that they're not alone when they walk through it. Because in the hospitals, a lot of times you just feel like a number. (laughs) You know, you just feel like another woman that's lost a baby and that you don't always feel like maybe the medical staff has that type of compassion. Maybe they haven't been through it. So women need women need other women to walk with them through that journey for sure. Yeah, I mean, hospitals tend to diminish you to a number anyway. Like, they're like, oh, it's just one in four. Like, so they're like literally <laughs> telling you you're a number, you know, and you're like. Yeah, they, they tell you how common it is. Like, that's supposed to make you feel better. And it's like, no, this was my baby. <laughs> like, I, I didn't want to lose this precious. You know, I was excited about this baby. Um, and I think that that's the devastation if you you know, when you make that announcement, I know I didn't, we didn't announce to everybody, but we did tell our close uh, relatives. And so, you know, cause we were excited and we thought, you know, for sure that this was going to be our time, but God has another plan. And I think we just have to anchor ourselves in hope and know that God's timing is perfect timing. I have been holding on to that. And whether I meant to have more kids or not, you know, it's his plan and if something does happen that's not good, then he'll make it, he'll make good of it. 
That's, but it can be that, hard because then you have to like hold on to that hope of he'll make good because if good doesn't come out of it, then it's it's just awful, awful, awful. <laughs> you know. But I feel like this community is a big show of the good because mm-hmm. the lost space is so beautiful and so amazing. There's so many amazing women in here and and everyone's just got so much love for each other. It's just really wonderful. Yes. Yep. Because, I mean, when you walk through something like that, there is a compassion that I feel like God gives gives you for women walking through it because you've been there. You feel, you feel their pain, literally. <laughs> it is. It's genuine. It's, it's a genuine compassion. When it comes to God, and I ask most people of faith this, were you ever really angry at him? And how did that kind of play out to the point where you are today? I think that that's such a normal feeling because you know that God obviously could have saved. God, why didn't you save my baby? I think those are very normal feelings to have to to work through. I definitely had those feelings and why God why did this happen? And you don't have all the answers and being okay with not knowing everything and the why behind why something bad happened to you. And I had to work through that. And I just can't look back at a time in my life where I've experienced loss, where God hasn't restored. And so I think Whenever we experience loss, just like Job in the Bible, you know, I think about Job. He he lost everything that was valuable to him. And he still remained faithful and steadfast, you know, and he still it's like it didn't it didn't destroy the man of God that he was. And so I look at Job and I'm like, he walked through this. And he remained faithful and God restored everything even more, even more so, you know, and I think God sometimes, not that he causes these things to happen, but he allows us to walk through hardship because it builds character and because it, it actually in the end reveals him even more. It gives him glory even more because my story's not over. You know, like our story's not over, your story's not over. And God's going to show himself through, you know, we walk through the valley and we and he's gonna show himself and we'll get we'll get on top of that mountain, you know. So I just I think it's a way of God being able to reveal himself even more. And that's that's what I just have to believe. Like this, this isn't the end of my story. I will have a successful pregnancy. And that baby has a call of God on on his or her life. And you know, I, I just believe in the promise of God. And so I think about Job. He walked through that and he stayed faithful. And so, and if you know, we're gonna stay faithful to the Lord and he's gonna restore everything that the enemy has stolen. Yeah. Yeah, my husband, he said, he's the voice of reason. And he said to me um, that you don't know what was wrong with the baby. Anything could have been wrong. There could have been some serious issues. And, you know, maybe this was a blessing to help you be able to look after the kids you do have. It's horrible, but, you know, maybe it had to happen. And then you got to also think about 
how this makes you a better mama. You know, like it, it makes you that. I remember after going through my loss, I just wanted to be with my child, you know, and I valued, I, you know what I mean? It's, it does. Yeah. It, it's There's a, there's a gratitude and a realization of how much of a miracle they are. Cause before that you don't it, like, you're like, yeah, it's a miracle, but you're not like, oh my gosh, it's a miracle. This, this beautiful kid, you know, it's, it's mine. And, uh, you know, it's, it becomes this almost like panicky. Like, it's yeah, so like it, I think that the Lord brought healing to me through was spending time with the child that I have, you know, and, and really valuing that time and cherishing the child that I have right now, because not that I would ever want to go through this, obviously, and you don't want anybody else to go through this, but I do feel like it has made me a better mama. Yeah. I mean, there's times where I'm like, I don't feel like a better mama, but (laughs) there's definitely times where I'm like, you know, it has, it has opened up some, some emotions and some things like in my mind, you know, like the gratitude and the, and those things that I think are really helpful in terms of motherhood, like being a mother before loss, I know there's Mm -hmm. a lot of differences in me and they see that and they see the importance of life and their life through my losses because I showed them. I I couldn't hide it. (laughs) I was very honest. Uh, You know, I cried and, yeah, I think it's good. It's it's good and bad for the kids. Speaking of kids, how did Noah go with your losses? Because I know kids say amazing things and really sad things. (laughs) I know. And he would because we did tell him. And so he was excited. We just told him that the baby went back to heaven, that God wanted the baby in heaven with him. And Noah took it fairly well. He has said some things like, you know, mommy, we need to pray that God gives us two babies, a boy for (laughs) a boy for me and a girl for you. And I just laugh because I'm like, I know that the Lord hears the prayers of children, you know? (laughs) So I just kind of laugh because I'm like, he's like praying that basically I have twins, you know? So he'll say things like that. And because I will tell him, we're like, well, God needed your baby brother or your baby sister, but we're going to believe and pray. So he's kind of joined in with us in faith as a four-year-old and he prays with us believing that God's going to give him a sibling. So, but he's taken it fine. I mean, he's so young and uh, he, he really has been a comfort to me through it all, to be honest. Oh yeah. My youngest helped me through a lot because he was two and a bit. So I just, I cuddled him a lot. Yes. And that helps too. It really did. Yeah. Boss Noah was two. And so he really didn't understand that I was pregnant, but I remember just wanting to hold him. But this time he, you know, him being older, he, he did, he saw me cry and it made him sad. He would say, mommy, why are you crying? He took it pretty well. Yeah. It's amazing how like resilient they are emotionally, like, and they can take on those emotions and understand them. And I love that your son is praying with you. Like he's joining in. He does. And he says, let's pray for a baby boy and a baby girl. I'm like, oh, goodness. My kids are just like, let's pray for more kids, like lots. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) 
how many do you want mommy to have? <laughs> like 12? I'm like, no. <laughs> Physically, no. <laughs> there's, 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 you know, there's only so much mommy's body can do. And I think 12 is definitely over my limit, you know. <laughs> I know it. I know. I'll take after you go through loss, though, you're kind of like, I'll take all the babies. <laughs> I, yeah, but I'm still devastated. <laughs> you have to like work through that as well. And I, I like, you I do. was like, all I have to do is get pregnant again, pregnant again, and I'll feel better. And, and it didn't really work at all. Like, it just, it kind of made, yeah. and then I had to, and now I'm like dealing with like fear of losing and all those things. That's one of the the biggest things. Pregnancy after loss is is hard too. I want to be pregnant again because that's the only way that you can have a baby. At the same time, it's still scary, you know. Yeah, like you don't. You, there's part of you that's like, oh no, like yay, but oh no, like I'm terrified. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm, ha- you I'm doing this again. That the excitement of a positive pregnancy test feels like it's been kind of robbed from you. You know, because you don't know what the outcomes can be for you. You just, there's no guarantee. So you just, and you know that. And so you have to work through all of those emotions, but that's where faith comes in. And I think I remember watching one of your videos and you were like, I'm just going to take it one day at a time, at a time and be, as, be excited for every day that I get to get to carry this baby. I think I remember watching your video and that being really encouraging to me. Cause I was like, that's what I need to do when I get pregnant again is one day at a time, <laughs> you know, yeah. like don't yeah. the fear of the future. So. Yeah. I mean, the first one I, you know, obviously it was, I was blindsided. I was never going to ever have any good reaction there it wasn't on my radar you know nothing but the second loss I was like I'm gonna lose this one I'm gonna lose it it's gonna be crap you know and I was so miserable the whole time that I was pregnant and then I said to my husband I was like if we get pregnant again I don't want to do what I did mm-hmm. like I want to be like I want to be okay and I want to I want to enjoy however much I get you know and then I got pregnant and I was like wow, this is really difficult, <laughs> even more difficult. <laughs> and then, yes. I, yeah, I I just have to take it a day at a time. And then doing this event, like the more women I've spoken to, like I think I did that recording before I'd actually had you like, did. interviews. So that was like a big deal for me. And I still like remind myself, no, you said this is what you want to like live by. Like I'm going to enjoy this pregnancy you know, because some days are really hard and sometimes you're like, oh, you know, I'm just terrified. And like I had a scare like a week ago where I didn't feel the baby overnight and I freaked out and I was like, the baby's like, it's not there or like all this stuff. I know it's scary after loss, pregnancy after loss is scary, but I know your video really spoke to me because I was like, that's how I need to be. My Last pregnancy, I was just a nervous wreck every single day. And I don't want to be that way. <laughs> like I want to walk in faith. <laughs> yeah. And it's so easy to fall into that fear and everything. The thing that helped me as well is God, he's not promising me a baby. In this pregnancy, I'm not promised a baby. And in this life, I'm not promised to have a good time. 
if anything, I'm probably suffering because that's what Jesus came here and did. It might be hard. It might be um, tough and I might go through some hard times, but God will make good of it. And whether that's here on earth or me in heaven, there is good coming. So that's kind of something else that I've also been holding on to. There is good coming regardless. Yeah, exactly. That's how I feel too. You know, life is not easy. The Christian life is not easy, but God always turns hardship into something beautiful every single time. So that's what I'm believing. So where are you guys at now? Have you got a plan or are you just kind of taking it easy and letting things happen however they happen? Well, oh no, I have like the ovulation sticks and everything. (laughs) No, we're, we're trying, we are actively trying now. And that's another hard part because when you're trying and you don't get that positive test, sometimes that can be heartbreaking too. So We've been trying since October, so it's been a while, and we haven't came up pregnant yet. Now, my husband works out of town a lot, so sometimes during that special time of the month, he's not home. So that, you know, there's been months where we didn't even have a window of opportunity, but we are actively trying, so we'll see. Well, I'll be praying for you guys, and um, I'll get my kids to pray for for you too. Thank you. They they love it. They they love hearing about all these stories and stuff. Sometimes, some, like at one point, I was like, "Can I tell them like these things?" And then I was like, "Well, they're asking me. They're they're asking like, what was that lady like? And what was her story? Has she got kids? You know, how many Aww. babies did she lose?" And I was like, "You cuties. You know, they're getting all like emotional for everyone I've spoken to, and it's really lovely to see that." Right. And they watched their mama walk through it. So they're going to have a special compassion for that as well. On a final note, is there anything that you'd want to say to anyone who's maybe walking through this right now? Maybe they're, maybe they're in the same journey as you right now where, where you're trying and it's like you're going through the ups and downs of the, you know, testing, you know, every, gosh, every cycle, like, oh gosh, that would be so frustrating. Um, yeah. It is. And I'm, testing eight days past ovulation and I'm like, ah, it's negative, but it might not be because I'm testing too early. But yeah, you can find joy in the waiting. We're in a waiting season, my husband and I, and just clinging to hope for the future. We know that God has a plan. We know that he will restore everything that we have lost and that's what we stand on. So you know, we're going to keep doing our part and keep trying. And in God's timing, we just believe that there's going to be a miracle that's birthed from all of the the pain and the suffering. We don't ha- walk through hardships for no reason. I do not believe that. I believe God allows us to walk through hardships, allows us to walk through pain so that our faith is actually strengthened through it. So that's where we're at. We're just, we've walked through a lot of hardship, a lot of pain throughout this journey and believing that out of it's going to come something beautiful. Yeah, I love that. How has your community been? Like the people around you, have you had a lot of support? Yes, I belong to a really great church family and I have friends who've walked through pregnancy loss as well. So there's something about reaching out to people that have been through it. Um, And so 
I reached out to some people that I didn't normally talk to on a daily basis, but I knew that they had walked through this. So I wanted to talk to them and I've built some really great friendships because of that. Because when you walk through something like that, you're kind of just like trying to find somebody that kind of understands what you're feeling. I feel like I've had I've had a lot of support. I mean, of course, you have people that say things that are not supportive, that they're not trying to be hurtful, but it still is hurtful. You know, things like, well, at least, you know, you can get pregnant or, you know, think just things that are just a little insensitive in the moment. Things like, well, at least you lost it at an early stage. To me, people really shouldn't say things like that because pregnancy loss is painful no matter if you're six weeks in or nine months in. I mean, obviously, there's another level of pain that comes with, you know, a stillborn, but it's all painful and it's all traumatic no matter how your loss happened. Um, So there has been comments like that. And I don't think anybody says anything like that to be hurtful. I just think people should be more careful with the the way that they communicate with somebody who's going through something like that. But yeah, I have a great Christian family that has been in prayer with us and believing with us. So that's been a lot of what's pulled, pulled us through this. That is what we need. Like we need community. And I mean, that's a big part reason why I'm creating this. Cause I, I actually don't have the community. I'm out in the sticks. I'm like in the country. <laughs> so I'm, I'm creating you know, what doesn't exist for me and I'm sure doesn't exist for many women, you know, it's such a a hard journey to feel like you're walking alone. Yes. You're not, you're not. And it's, I think it's really beautiful that you have that community. What is the most helpful thing that someone has said to you throughout this whole journey of loss and fertility? I know this is really, really weird, but one of the things that I've struggled with is my age. (laughs) Because I I feel like not that I'm like old, but I'm 33. And, you know, we want to have a second baby. And I, you know, I'm just like, I feel like the biological clock is just ticking away. And my pastor's wife, who I'm really great friends with, she just kept reminding me like, you are not too old. God gave Sarah a baby. And she was like, I don't remember what she like 90 or something like that. Really old. (laughs) Yeah, she was old. She's like, God. God will give you the desires of your heart, you know, and she just told me, you know, God's going to give you the desires of your heart. You just stand in faith and, and stop worrying about your age, you know, and I don't know why, but that was a relief for me because I think I've gotten so stuck on the fact that I'm not in my twenties and I haven't had a second child. And, and I don't know if that's a struggle for, for some women, but that has really been one of the harder parts for me is being older and believing for a baby, you know, being a few years off of, you know, when I would be considered high risk. So yeah, I'm totally with you. I I turned 30 this year and I'm, I'm like, gotta, gotta have more babies if I want to have more babies. Right. You just feel that as a woman, it's like, we gotta, this gotta happen right now. And it's not happening right now and I can't control it, you know? So you do feel kind of out of control too. And that's another thing where, you know, you just have to have faith and believe, you know, God has perfect timing. Yeah. I mean, some women have, have babies like while they're going through menopause and they didn't even expect it. And they have kids at like 50 something and they're like, 
what do I do now? Like I'm pregnant. <laughs> this is not planned. <laughs> like, I know it. I know it. Yeah. I think his timing, sometimes it's crazy and it doesn't make any sense to us, but it makes sense it's to him. Timeline I envisioned, you know, you have, I don't know, as women, we're like, I want to be married at this age. I want to have this many kids by this age. I don't know. I'm just a planner type person. And I had this all planned out of how it was going to work out. And so just having to know, like, I'm not in control. God's in control. And he, his timing is better than my timing. And he knows, you know, so. Yeah. I was very much like, I'm I'm like, I'm going to have all my kids before 30. Not going to have any kids after 30. I'm turning 30 and then I'm having that. Hopefully. Wow. (laughs) I like gave into hope, (laughs) but this one, I'm I'm 27 weeks and this one's due in June. So I'm like, I'm going to be past 30. Oh my gosh, like that was not the plan. Like if if I hadn't had my losses, I would have had the first one before before this year even, you know? So it's just very right. it's very surreal. Yeah. Like your plan, your plan doesn't matter, okay? <laughs> Basically. Yeah, you could just put your plan away because God's got a better plan. So actually, um, there's this book called The Three Trees, and that actually helped me a lot. It's it's for kids. It's a picture book. So I'll send you a link. But basically, okay. yeah, basically it's this story about these three trees. And um, I'll just mm-hmm. tell you the story of the first tree. So it gets chopped down. But before it gets chopped down, it's like, when I'm bigger, I want to be a, um, a beautiful treasure box that holds the most precious jewels and the most precious things. And it gets chopped down and made into a feeding trough. And then many, many years pass and then a baby's placed in the trough. Mm. And then the trough is like, oh my gosh, like I'm holding the most precious gift ever in the world because it's Jesus, right? So yeah, and, and each tree ends up being something within Jesus's story of being here, you know, even down to his death and then mm-hmm. obviously the resurrection. So it's just such a beautiful story. And it, and at the end of it, you're just like, yeah, because your plan and your dream for yourself may have been to be one thing, but then God made them something else and God led, like had them go through this path because they were supposed to do this even greater thing than they wanted to do. Yeah. So it was it was really nice like i i really enjoyed it i it, i like my daughter says it's too sad because of like jesus um dying and suffering and i'm like yeah but he resurrected he came back but i have heard like one lady said her daughter waited like 3 days after their loss and was like expecting the baby to come back and i was like yeah. that's so sad <laughs> that's so beautiful but so sad it's like the baby's not jesus <laughs> like right that was just Jesus that did that. <laughs> but yeah. um, so, so powerful. And and I think kids really take to those stories really well. And I think his uh, plan for us is um, better than our plan. Don't know what it is. Would be nice if you told me. Yeah. Um, but I guess we're not supposed to know because if we knew, then maybe it would be, <laughs> we wouldn't have free will, I guess. <laughs> right, right. Yes. Is there anything that you wanted to say as a final note before we uh, finish up? I think that's it. I hope that you can take some stuff out of there. <laughs> I hope you can work that. I know yeah. we had a lot of questions, but 
Yeah, you know? I'm sure Noah really wants your attention and your time. So I will let you get back to him. But thank you so much for joining me and speaking with me. Yeah, all good. All right. Thank but you yeah, so I'll be, much. I'll be praying for you, praying for, for more babies. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a lovely evening. Bye. Bye you Please note that all speakers, including experts and professionals, express information, views and opinions that should not be used to diagnose, treat, cure or prevent any medical conditions. If you have a medical issue, please consult a qualified professional. Speakers voice their own views, opinions and conclusions and they may not reflect the views, opinions and conclusions of other speakers. Ella Rose, The Joy of Sunflowers and its sponsors may not endorse all or any of the views, opinions or conclusions expressed.